Oh, this son of a bitch. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to leave that as the intro today because it's just been that kind of day. It's just that fucking kind of day. What up, yo? Hey. How are you? I'm fine. It's just that day. I I feel it, but we're back. We're back. Uh, I always feel so good when we come from a week off and I'm like, man, I miss this shit. Yeah. Uh, how was your week? How was last week? It was good. We got kittens, so that's been a handful. It's like having children. Not exactly like having children, but I feel that I worry in the same way that if I had children, this is what I would be like, and that <laughs> is not good for a child, so I'm glad that's not my life. You're glad the cats won't have to go to therapy. For Pretty the, much. For the trauma and anxiety you're experiencing. Yeah. I get worried when like I have to... Um, when I when I alarm them and they hide under the bed for too long. <laughs> oh boy. You know, animals, uh I've like I, I know as like now a 30 year old, I'm always like, you know, it'd be really great to own a cat or actually no, I've never said that. Own a dog. Um but then I'm like, you really like sleeping in and not having to take care of something else right now. So let me tell I'm, you. It I'm might, sure you know it. My wake up time uh, has changed from 7.30 to 6 a.m. when Iggy starts meowing for food. Um, How many times does a cat eat? Twice a day. Morning and evening. But uh, we're try- trying to train that out of him so that they know that. So that, And I think it's been working, actually, because lately they've been a little bit more quiet in the morning and they only get food when they're quiet. So they learn that meowing does not get them food. Look at that. Y'all are a bunch of fucking modern day Maslovs, right? <laughs> Pavlov? Maslov? Pavlov. No. Maslov is needs of hierarchy. Pavlov is the conditioner. Look at yes. you all. Anyway, but that's not why we're here today. My cats are not the topic because what are we discussing? Today we are discussing the Friends Reunion, the long-awaited and anticipated episode. Um, okay. So yeah, I actually... Son of a bitch, this goddamn fire station... <laughs> It's because everything keeps catching fire out here. Dear Lord, there's an image. Um, But I actually had the luxury of watching this. I've already seen it twice. How many times have you watched it? Uh, I watched it one and a half. I tried to watch it while I was uh, on a break at work the other day again. and it Was just that a friend's happen. pun? On a break? No, oh okay. my god, no, but thank you for pointing it out. You're welcome. Um, I will never intentionally pun, or it's very rare. Um, <laughs> that is true, that's my job here. But uh, but I did watch it, and uh, so I just want to preface this episode with, if you don't like Friends, and you didn't like our last couple Friends episodes, or if you thought this reunion was unnecessary and stupid, you, know, you could just turn the episode off. <laughs> uh, just because, like, I mean, there's like 30 people that listen to this show, but just in case you fall into that category, no disrespect, I don't care, but um, you're just not going to enjoy this episode because you resent the show for whatever reason, so. Yep, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna do a lot of fan growing this Friends episode. So, yeah, I actually saw it a little bit earlier because I won't reveal my sources, but I do have a connection and I actually got to watch it Tuesday night. And I cried and laughed the whole, whole time. Because I was, you know, I went to New York 
last right. week. I went to, I for the first time in 15 months, I was back. And I was a little nervous at first, but that shit really is like riding a fucking bike. That, that goddamn city, that energy, <laughs> she just... She misses... Oh, God. And I know you know this, but when you go back, you have existential crises. Like, why did I ever leave? Like, yeah, you have those. I'm, my current crisis is figuring out how to be bi-coastal. So, like, I want to be able to, like, pay rent in two locations like a fucking psychopath. Like, and not, <laughs> and not like, rent here and, like, rent in, like, Oklahoma, where it would be, like, three cents a month to, like... <laughs> And I'm not intentionally being insulting. The the rents are low elsewhere. I'm saying you're like, just you know, saying not upper. You're trying to live on the right. fucking upper east side. Not not. I, I definitely don't make enough money to be like I'm gonna have my apartment here and one in New York. So when I want to go home, I just go to my place. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, money. but no. Uh, so yeah, it's it's like that bitch is like riding a bike in the sense that like I was so nervous, and I'm sure. Do you feel like nervous going home? Yeah, I think I've I've talked about this before, but I got nervous getting back on the subway to go somewhere for the first time, Uh, not because of like afraid of the subway, but just in general of like, my anxiety has reached a level of, actually, this seems very New York of me, but I'm like, this is taking a really long time. That was Mm -hmm. my like anxiety was at that level. Because in LA, I've gotten so used to either like, hopping in an Uber and being there in like two minutes, or you know, like, which not all the time, LA traffic, LOL, but um, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I'm more of an, now it's more of like an instant, like I've lost that, like, well, hop on the train, take a little ride and we get there know. when we get there. I mean, no, I was always on time to shit, but oh my God, who the fuck is doing donuts in my neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. That's it. Um, okay. Yeah. So I went back and I, I did not, so I took the path. I didn't ride the subway because mm. my friend now lives in Hoboken. And so I very much was nervous. I took an Amtrak in and I was like, oh my God, what if I don't remember where I'm going? What if I like, like, what if I'm now the tourist that's super vulnerable and someone tries to that. mug me? Like I was so panicked. But the second I stepped off that fucking train, I hip checked some fucking man that tried to cut me off with my bag. And I was like, oh. She's back, and I just literally strutted my ass up the steps, and I was like, back, literally, I was like humming back in the New York group in my brain. I was just like, fuck you, dude. You, I go here first. Like You never really lose it. Um, And at that point, I think I will announce this, but uh, I'm, I booked a flight home. Uh, <gasps> but no, hold on, because it's a very short trip. Like I said, I'm literally just coming home to see my family because I miss them too much, and I was having a breakdown the other day. Um, But... I, I will be home for a period of time in July for about four days just to see because it's my mom's birthday and yeah. So um, yeah, it's scary. It's just me coming. Like I said, it's gonna be a quick trip. Uh, mm-hmm. So no, n- not to knock anybody. It's not that I don't want to see you. I'm just truly going to be with my family. Yep. Um, and yeah, I'm going to stay with my sister in Brooklyn and then uh, go to Jersey because my parents sold out and moved to Jersey. But yeah. <sighs> uh we understand but that is so exciting well yeah it's it's so fucking exciting i will tell you it is nerve-wracking because i went to brooklyn like twice but there's such a a difference in the energy for which i'm referencing um like even i because i had to take the path and i like even from Penn when i got in i was like oh shit like where the fuck am i going but then the second i got off the train it literally was like my body was taking me 
Like I, I, it was a very out of body experience. I was like, Oh, you just, I'm like, and I even said, I was like on the phone with my mom and I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm going to take this street down because I'm pretty sure my bank is on this street. I hope that's still open. And I like literally was like, oh, there it is. Like a fucking, like I went right into the ATM and I was just like, oh, if I go down this block, I'll hit the path. Okay. So I was going to say you, do you have that like mental map memory, Mm -hmm. right? Like, okay. Cause when I was moving, uh, when I had to put in an application for my new apartment here, I had to, for some reason, the application wanted the branch that I opened my bank account at. And I'm like, fuck, like that's somewhere in Manhattan. Like they wanted the branch number. So you can look that stuff up. And I'm like, okay. And I remember, and I'm thinking, I was like, I know it was near Christopher Street Mm. because I worked down, because I worked in the West Village. And sure enough, like before, I didn't even need to pull up an address. I like just opened Google Maps and went to the area that I like zoomed in. Yeah. And remembered where the bank was. And sure enough, there it was. And then I looked up the branch number for it. And I was just like, I'm fucking amazing. It is. No, it is literally. And like this shit is in our motherfucking brains. And it has like revived me in a way I never knew was possible. Because like, you know, we've talked about this on the show before, but um, people are like, oh, you know, the homelessness is so bad right now. And the city is a fucking disaster. And that'll be interesting to see because Los Angeles has a very bad homelessness problem, like a big big problem like honestly like some of the fires that are happening is unfortunately because those are homeless encampments going up in flames that's the level of severity so to me new york never seemed like a homelessness uh i mean not that that isn't an issue definitely no no but it just wasn't as like uh transparent or like in your face like maybe you experience yeah well you know it's also like it gets cold in new york it's nice here year-round you know uh but yeah and and yeah it was, it was like, uh, actually before I had gone, like literally right before I had gone, uh, someone was killed in Times Square and it, it, it like, like the crime, like everybody's talking about like, oh, the crime is up and everything is so bad is right it? now. That's exactly no. what Cuomo wants. Cuomo's like, hey, come back to New York. It's just like the 90s. <laughs> but the thing is, is I'm like, no, I, when I got there, I was like, hang the fuck on. Okay. It's not that anything is more than it was before. It's just that there's less people in terms of like just living and existing that it just draws more attention to those things. But it's, it was literally Cola. It was the fucking same. I'm telling you that man didn't even flinch when I hip checked him. Someone yelled at me in the middle of the street and I told him to go fuck themselves. And I was like, oh yeah, like this is the shit I live for. We back. We are fucking back. And I'm like, you know what? Again, we've, we've talked about it before (laughs) this city, like. She's fucking incredible and nothing compares to her. And that night, like, uh, we went to dinner with one of my my friends and uh, I, like, looked out at the skyline and I was, like, I had been feeling off. Like, I actually had dinner with our best friend, Kristen. I had been feeling off, but it was, like, the second I got there, I, like, came back to my center of self. So I am so excited for you to go because I feel like you're literally just going to be right back and like ah this is who she is so remember how i'm like i was like i'm gonna be so anxious to fly again for the first time so i'm gonna buy i'm gonna do something i never done which is spend a lot of money on first class well i looked at the first class tickets and let me tell you i'm not ready to spend that amount of money yeah right now um but i did like spring for like the even more space seats because i'm like okay that's a little bit extra but like just to calm myself a little bit it's a rational bougie 
Well, yeah, it's irrational bougie. So I'm like, okay, this won't like ruin me. I mean, it might, but that's what overtime is for. Um, that's right. But uh, I always take, I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but I always take the red eye from LA yep. to New York because yep. I like to watch the sunrise mm-hmm. when I'm landing in the city. Mm-hmm. So you bought a, a, a red eye? I bought a red eye. You're going to fucking love it. But all that to say, it was literally like, oh God, I, I can't even explain, but it, it was so good. But all that to say that the reason I was there was because I was staying with my friend who was able to give me access to the reunion. So let's jump into the reunion. I laughed and cried the whole time. What about you? Yeah. I cried a lot more, but I was also in a very emotional, again, this was part of my breakdown that I was having before I knew it was going home. So I think this spurred even like that decision to be like, I just need to do this for myself uh, to take care of my mental well-being. But because, okay, I wrote in a journal entry back in 2017 before I left New York that I was afraid that I was going to feel lonely out in LA and I was Mm going to miss the city and this will all be a big mistake. Well, and then I, underneath it, I wrote, but I can always watch my favorite shows if I ever feel lonely for New York. And I listed friends as one of those shows. So I think seeing this reunion was kind of just like a full circle moment for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Because obviously we grew up with it. Like we've been watching it since we were in high school. I mean, like that's how I remember being introduced to it. Like, if I'd go over your house to sleep over, you'd put on your friend's DVD and we would fall asleep <laughs> to it. But you, like, even my, like, other friends of ours from high school, too, when I'd sleep over their houses, like, we'd pop in friends and that's what we'd watch. And I'm like, and then, of course, you catch, like, I'd catch, like, the random episode on TV. Yeah. But, um, it was yeah. your, it's, it's a, it's a literally a security blanket. And that's what I think it was so emotional of a reunion. I, I there was a lot of, um, flack going into it like a lot of negativity going into it and people already criticizing the show and like we we've said this before like it's a it's a perfect vessel for the time it was in and I actually thought about this because you know the writers were there and I was Mm. like these were um this is a gay man and a Jewish woman who wrote this show essentially right Right. Martha Coffrin David Crane uh and if that doesn't show you, of course, we know that, like, people that hold marginalized entities could be, like, toxic as fuck, too, right? Like, we're not saying that they can't. But if that doesn't show you that they were the ones writing these jokes in that time, and even they were like, this is fine, this is still funny. If that doesn't show you that, then, like, yeah, th- th- we say this all the time, that's why it doesn't exist today. But I didn't even think of, like, talk about the fucking progression in terms of, like, we saw a gay man and a, again, a Jewish woman so successful in their writing and capturing the narrative of a real New York that you and I now hold so dear to our heart. It is our safety blanket now. Yeah. I liked the portion. um, So I just want to say, I really liked them interacting on the set. I liked Mm -hmm. seeing them interact and like talk about certain things. Um, I felt like it did scratch the surface. I felt like we could have gotten so much more out of it. I know it was two hours long, but it was very like, maybe it's just because we're like, you know, big fans of the show. Like we know all the stuff. Well, there was one thing I didn't know, but yeah, uh, that was my favorite part of, but anyway, so I like to see them interact on the set. I liked the, seeing them do the table reads. Um, James Corden just fucking annoys me. Like, and I've said I this before. so fucking happy you just said that. Well, cause James Corden also like, I don't know, his existence feels homophobic to me. Like, like I'm mocking though. 
It does. Like, and I mean, I didn't see prom, but I've heard similar, like, cause he's playing a gay man in that. And I'm like, why are you playing a game? Is he gay? I, I'm, I'm I don't think so. No, he has a wife. No, no he has a wife. Okay. okay. I mean, he could be, he could be not straight, but he's definitely not just gay. Fine. Fine. But I, I don't know. Something, he just annoys me. So I like, wasn't stoked on him interviewing the cast. I would have maybe enjoyed that portion more if it was somebody else. Yeah, um, I was worried though. I was like, if this is the whole thing is like James Corden interviewing them. I'm going to be annoyed because I, I, it almost feels, I think the thing that I didn't like about him, like why him is because it felt like he just wanted to be there without like genuinely loving the show. Does that make sense? Like, like, like you're just there because like you need to be in the mix and have the attention right. on you. Like you're not actually there because you want to talk to the friends cast. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. I just am like, how did you land on him? Like, because what, what I really did enjoy was, uh, you know, the guest stars they had were like friends so of the show, which I thought was really cute. I enjoyed the guest star, like the testimonials, because mm-hmm. it was nice to see like really famous people feel the same way about the show mm-hmm. that like you do. Like, yep. you know, like fucking David Beckham telling <laughs> us that his favorite episode is... Um, Fuck, was it the one with the pants where Ross can't get his pants up because he... I thought it was the one where no one's ready. Oh, yes, the one where no one's ready. You're correct. Yeah. Um, But I love that because, yes, that is one of my favorite episodes, too, because it reads like a play. Yeah. And I just, like, I don't know. I love seeing them get all giddy about that. Or when Reese Witherspoon said that... My favorite one. She fangirled over... Um, Joey Matt, Matt LeBlanc saying yep. his like how you doing line because yep. and I was like you're Reese Witherspoon like you've had success before this show yep. like yep. they got you yep. so it's it's just cool to see stuff like that I completely agree I loved Reese Witherspoon Tom Selleck like for Tom Selleck. for the fucking reunion like him coming back and then finally answering the age old like what is Chandler Big's job no one actually really knows like him but him being the one to like put the pin in that even though like it's kind of like circulated on the internet for years um so fucking funny to me I I agree Reese Witherspoon was great David Beckham I thought was really funny I really loved um Malala and her best friend I'm blanking on her name I apologize she's like but like the fact that they were like this is something that brought us together and I think of like how like how, how many times, like, I like one of my really good friends, Ryan, that was the first thing we bonded over when we first met is our love of friends. And so when we were having stressful days at work and we just, like, needed some alone time it's or, like, friend time, it's like, can we turn on an episode of Friends? So, like, yeah. she was saying it and I was like, oh, my God, like, you get it. Or even the the global impact. I fucking loved. I was definitely crying during a lot of those testimonials as well. Part of me was just like, y'all are definitely doing this to be like, see, it's not just white people that like this show. <laughs> yeah. I know it seems like for white people, made for white people and only white people, but other people seem to. that That's what that just felt like a little bit to me, yeah. maybe because I'm so used to hearing all the criticism about it, which again, mm-hmm. all of it is valid. Um, but I did enjoy those testimonials because yeah, like when I like, you know, like, Cause that's the one thing that it always gets a laugh out of me. And mm-hmm. I think about, um, Oh, I really enjoyed um, them talking about how they were casting. Oh because, my God. I loved that. Because these people were all unknowns. Yep. And I think that's why they ended up being such good actual friends in real life is because like they said, like no one else was going through this like sudden like blow up to stardom. Yep. Like, 
Um, yep. And I thought that was really cool too. Like you didn't know any of these people before this show. And then this show mm-hmm. became like such a like thing in like the, you know, pop culture and all it that. It took a like, life of its own. Yeah. Like the it cover really Rolling Stone. Like what? Yeah. Like on every magazine, like Martha, uh, Martha Kaufman says that, right? She's like, as I'm walking through the airport, they're on every single cover. And it's yeah. like, what the fuck is happening here? And I, I definitely agree how they were all casted because they didn't want, right? They said, like, we didn't want this to be the Courtney Cox show. Like, we didn't right. want this to be. Um, I did find it so interesting. So I we always knew that Ross was cast at first. And he, to me, I actually think he might have been my favorite part of the reunion, which is a hot take because Ross is my least favorite character. Agreed, yeah. David Schwimmer in this reunion episode to me was so... I fe- I felt the love he genuinely had for what was there more like more than the others and they and they all did right like especially like Phoebe or Joey like you I'm sorry yeah. Matt and Lisa Kudrow like they all you could see how happy they were to be there but I felt like Ross's David Schwimmer whatever his energy of like wow and he was the first one casted but I didn't know he had done most of his life like or like most of his career around theater. Yeah, I thought that was so interesting that he was legit about to just give up and go back to Chicago and be a mm-hmm. theater actor because, mm-hmm. he, you know, TV wasn't working out. Yep. Um, and they basically essentially said they wrote that part for him. And now, yep. OK, so here was the bomb that everybody was talking yep. about, though. OK, so I hate like even going back to it, like I think growing up with it, I wasn't super aware but mm-hmm. I really don't like Ross and Rachel's relationship. I hate watching that. I couldn't sometimes. watch season. I didn't watch season two for literally like six or seven years. Because he is just an awful toxic yeah. boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and she gets she has her moments too where she's like being a brat, but like it's mostly him. Um, and anyway, so I you know I watch those episodes and the early seasons are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know I'm just like. Ross but again I like I said on our last friends episode that like the what balances that out is the fact that bad things just happen to him and that seems <laughs> yeah. like justice you know yep, yep. but it, the bomb that everyone was stoked on was that David Trimmer and Jennifer Aniston had a crush on each other yep. in real life mm-hmm. and like never did anything about it because mm-hmm. they were both seeing other people at the time which cool yep. respectful yep. but also like seeing those clips that they showed from like on set of them yeah. like clearly flirting i'm like oh my god so now the sexual every- attention <laughs> well that's probably why it was so good like in yep. season one and two because it's just like damn like i remember the first time i saw that like he's her lobster kiss like i, I was know. like why am i crying like this is like <laughs> not that severe but um but that's probably like i mean in general, they're all very good actors and very good yep. comedic actors. And I think mm-hmm. that's also what made the show thrive. Yep. But I was just thinking about it. I was like, damn, do I hate Ross and Rachel? But do I ship David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston? Yep. Yes, I do. I fucking do. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I was just like, damn, that does make so much sense for why that chemistry was so fucking great. I agree. I cry. Um, Ross and Rachel's first kiss. I cry oh, the rain. every time. Oh my God. When she fucking opens the door, I just, I cry every single time um, where she goes, you just take your, cause he goes, this ship is sailed. And she goes, okay, yeah. well, I don't need you or your stupid <laughs> ship. <laughs> but like, then there's still that comic relief. Remember like where she's trying to open the door and yeah, the yeah. Gets stuck. that table read to me was so, 
I did love the table read scenes. Like I got goosebumps every single time, especially when the um, everybody finds out and Ross does the scream. It is so, it's just, it's so amazing. And I, and I, I do agree. I might ship a little bit. I'm like, are, David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston are gonna like fall in love later on in life. Like I would love that. It was like it's like a Mila Kunis Ashton Kutcher thing. Um, agreed. Agreed. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. I uh, I thought it was so. I thought it was really funny that it came out as it did. But then the rest of the cast even says like, "Oh, we all knew, but we're so thankful that it didn't le- like go any further." Because who's to say if that chemistry then wouldn't have transpired like as as well? But, right. I think what's so interesting you you brought up Rachel kind of being a brat is that they highlight her character on paper is so unlikable, right? Like yeah. she's kind of, she's kind of a brat. Like she's a spoiled Long Island brat. Yeah. And you know, with daddy's money and no sense of independence and life was always easy for her. But there is something so great about Jennifer Aniston's energy that just makes it Yeah. Jennifer Aniston is the only person that I think could have ever played that role. I can't even think now like thinking back I'm like who else like or you know who else would you cast for this but also Jennifer Aniston my gay root one of my gay roots. <laughs> oh my god. That's probably why I liked the show so much too without mm-hmm. realizing that's why. Mm-hmm. Um and one of my favorite shirts that Jen and um also in my alternative world Jennifer Aniston and uh what's her name uh, Courtney, Courtney Cox. Cox have um, Monica and and uh, Rachel relationship. But anyway, <laughs> um, but they have that t-shirt that says girls on it. Yep. Okay, I love that. And I found it and it's on my to order list. Oh my God, I love that. Anyway, so just throwing that little gay footnote aside. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, she, Jennifer Aniston, I mean, that essentially like launched her career. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, definitely she- one of my gay roots. She, yeah, you're right though. I I can't think of anybody at that time that could have played her at all. And I even think like, I love that Phoebe was the the second to be casted in that like, she was that quirky human who made it okay to like kind of be the different one. I will say one thing I didn't love in the- The Lady Gaga. I didn't love the Lady Gaga I didn't love it either. I love Lady Gaga, but I just didn't. I thought that was weird. I was like, "Mm, why are we watching this? It felt it felt very forced, and um, I didn't know though if they were playing off of the episode with you know where Phoebe sells the song "Smelly Cat" and that you know they bring that choir in and that is very and they essentially have like this fancy professional voice sing "Smelly Cat." So I didn't know if it was like a play off of that potentially of like of like she's okay with it now like here's 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 it's happening and she's finally at peace with it or it's finally at terms. I didn't know if it was a play off that, but. I did really love um, that she highlighted that Phoebe was that weird character, but or different character. But I didn't didn't love that that segment. Yeah, I, I love Lady Gaga too, but that segment did feel awkward. Also, um, Lisa Kudrow, I love her so much as an actress, and I don't know if they mentioned this, but I think this was before Friends. She auditioned for Saturday Night Live. Yes. Um, yeah. And they didn't mention it in the reunion, right. but it is something that I've like, we, I think we might, you like you and I might've just known. Or yeah. Before. And I, I think she would have thrived on SNL too. Um, but it's crazy because I think of like, what a good, she's just such a good comedic actress. Like, oh my God. Like, it's like one of those people that you watch that I've met, like even doing comedy, like stage comedy in like New York that I'm just like, 
damn, you're good. Like, you're just so good. And Mm -hmm. when they were doing the table reads, uh, you know, the one where everyone finds out, she nailed those lines. Yep. Almost exactly how she performed them in the episode. Yep. Like, could you, like, doing a cold read like that after, like, years of not, like, looking at a script, like... It's amazing, yeah. Isn't that... um, in, that's like that's impressive like even if you've done it before and you've you know like obviously should they memorize those lines but like the same inflections on the jokes that's yep. so impressive one of the things that was pointed out in i don't remember who pointed it out i don't think it was david beckham it might have been another character that's oh it's minnie kaling i think who said it was like what is oh, it like yeah comedic farce is that the is that the yes. term mm-hmm. where it is like i i do think about so many times like what is written on the paper like could not have been like only they could have transpired that to the screen right so not even the you know the one where everybody finds out but the pivot the episode yeah the pivot like that's oh, all david schwimmer but that was written on a paper all that was written on a paper was the word pivot and right. that they all struggle with this couch like nothing else but it's like what a the fact that it did just like come out as so fucking magical is is so impressive like you said like especially after all of these years that they're able to just like put themselves right back into these characters and get that like comedic tone to it i thought was great i did someone did mention this um and I, i wanted to know your thoughts Matthew Perry. Yeah. He got a lot of flack for in this reunion. I did see that. I read the article, uh, what happened. Apparently he had like dental surgery, like yep. right before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, to me, if, even if I didn't know that he didn't read to me as though he was on drugs regardless. No, I, didn't, I didn't think so either. No. Um, knowing people that, you know, I've seen people that are like, you know, show up to shit drunk or high or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, he, that didn't read. It just seemed like, uh, it, to me, it seemed like he was being on brand. Matthew Perry is Chandler. Like there's yep. nothing like, especially when he talks about how it would kill him when like the audience yeah. didn't like laugh at a line. I'm just yep. like, Oh dude, like they, this character is just you, huh? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I think it's unnecessary. He's been, I know he's had like a couple, like, relapses here and there but yeah i think he's probably fine um well there was distance so one of the other things that was noted was like i think he was maybe one of i think he was one character that didn't do a table read oh wait no no, no he barely no. he barely did. no he did he did he did but there was like feedback about how like he he didn't have a whole lot of input throughout the the reunion like they all kind of said a lot but he didn't yeah and you know they he, they had lost touch for a little while with him like and that's why the joke like what he's like I don't hear from anybody like kind of came up and it was like a little kind of like a haha because they have patched up right there like that's why it was so like such a big deal on Instagram when it was posted that they were all hanging out but I do wonder if like that is why he wasn't saying a lot. I also do agree that he is Chandler and Chandler is a very not secure type person yeah so, like, maybe in that scenario, it's kind of like he they just started building this relationship again. Now there's the reunion. All of these things are swarming back. Because once he started talking, like, towards the end, he got emotional. Right. He, like, st- almost started to cry. And it was like... I, so I think that people gave him a really, really hard time unnecessarily 
going into or going or after this reunion or, or a lot of the feedback after this reunion. Yeah. I mean, also like not too much was really directed at him. Yeah. Um, you know, like everyone wants to talk about Ross and Rachel and, you know, they talk about like iconic moments, even though like Chandler's had some, I don't know, I guess they didn't really want to bring them up, but. Um, some of my favorite. <laughs> the Dutch girl picked me. Picked me. <laughs> Um, Holland loves Chandler. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Good night. I really loved um, Matt LeBlanc talking about how him and his wife were like eating dinner and they were flipping channels and they caught an episode. He was like, oh, I want to see which one it is. And it's the one where Ross uh, and his leather pants. Oh, yeah. And, and he stopped and told his daughter, he's like, oh, watch, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like. And I thought that was really cute because, like, it's very, you know, that you could tell that they really appreciate each other's, like, again, like, comedic farce. Like, yeah. Ross, that's, like, all, again, David Schwimmer doing yep. his, like, like the hand slipping and, like, it's- hitting himself in the face. <laughs> and, like, that's not on paper. Like, it's yep. just Ross can't get his pants up. At the, <laughs> the powder and the lotion have made a paste. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's response is, like, my favorite part. Uh, yeah, I... I do, I do think it was really cute because a lot of them were like, oh, you know, we've, I, they, you know, they watched every episode and together when it first it was airing, right? They all watched it together mm-hmm. as a, as a group. And then I think what was also really amazing is that the huddle that they all did before yeah. each episode, except the one that they didn't is the one where Matt or Joey dislocated his shoulder. Yeah, and you know what's so funny? Did you know that? That's why he was in a sling, those following episodes? I never knew that. I thought that was like, this is just a weird little thing they decided to do. I knew that he had hurt himself, so they wrote it into the script, kind of like similarly to how Phoebe was actually, Lisa was pregnant in real life, so they wrote it into the script. Um, But I didn't know it was from that episode. Like, I didn't know that's what had caused it. Yeah, I didn't, I had no idea. I just thought it was a funny thing they decided to do for his character. Uh, but you mentioned Lisa being pregnant and I love the way they wrote that into the script where she decided to be the surrogate for her brother <laughs> and his older woman of, uh, yeah. which by the way, I, I don't, looking back at that storyline, I'm like, okay, he's 18, but I don't love the insinuation that they started courting each other when he was a minor. Cause that makes yep. her a pedophile. Yeah. But anyway, um, 90s you know, were a different time, but yes. Yeah. Well, anyway. <laughs> so, uh, but it's just, I think about that episode where she is pregnant, so she can't go to London with them. And she's like trying to call um, Emily's family to tell them mm-hmm. that Rachel is on the way there to ruin the wedding, wedding and tell yep. Ross that she loves him. And she gets on the phone with Emily's like very like disassociated mother. And she's <laughs> like, well, if you're Ross's friend, why aren't you here? And she's like, I can't because I'm having my brother's babies. And she just <laughs> stops for a minute. She goes, am I on the radio? <laughs> like, that is just like, and Lisa Kudrow to deliver that line, like, oh, my God, it's just. She's so the only, only one that could, or like, when someone like made a, like a comment, like, like something about her being pregnant she goes hey, hey, they're not mine they're my brothers like she like mocks somebody else it's like how she just kept delivering those fucking lines or it's even so the fact good. you're making me think even the fact that they wrote in that the doctor who originally delivered her babies was like a really big fan of Fonzie like happy days yeah like how fucking random but also like then like the younger doctor comes in and she's like shh doogie doogie like shh. but like that's not written on paper. Like, that's all her. 
That's, I love that. I, um, God, I, I want to talk about, um, so her laugh is obviously like super infectious. So like when they yeah. were talking about the bloopers, you know, like, uh, you know, it's always Lisa's like laugh mm-hmm. that like kind of cracks everybody up. But mm-hmm. I also noticed like, as I've been rewatching the show recently, I think it's so cute that they just, again, Jennifer Aniston, gay root, this is always mm-hmm. going to be a thing, but, um, they just leave in the moments where Jen like breaks yep, and like where she's just like covering her mouth and you can tell that she's like breaking and like laughing at like the, the not the actual, like the yeah. scene yep. and not as Rachel. And I love catching those mm-hmm. moments in the show. And I think it's so fucking cute. I agree. One of, I think one of the best moments or examples of that. And I think they, it was more than her that just broke was the episode where Ross is playing bagpipes. Yes. With brick house. And she just gets in there and she's like matching the pitch of the bagpipes, but they oh, all. Lisa Kudrow is. Phoebe. Yes. 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 But they all break like Chandler yeah. breaks. I think Joey breaks Monica, like, but Ra- obviously Rachel does too, but she's the first one to break and you catch it, but they just left it in there because it's like, how can you not just laugh your ass off like I don't even know how David Schwimmer didn't break yeah well David Schwimmer doing it um because also but then again Lisa Kudrow master of like I don't know I would love to know if that was written in the script like Lisa like Phoebe sings along but maybe didn't specify how she sings along and she just started because that seems like a like a choice like as a someone who if you are I don't know if Lisa is trained in improv Mm -hmm. or whatever but that seems like a oh this is how I'm gonna do this yep yep and because that my my thought is like that had to have been the case because to elicit such a reaction that from the rest of the cast yeah. there's no way they knew she was gonna do that. do that yeah or you know that's so funny you said like using the reaction to kind of like keep it going I was really surprised by the fact that they were never actually intending to write Monica and Chandler as yo. a couple yo that first of all i loved that reveal too um yep. they they were gonna do it as a one night stand also yep. when i i don't know about you but that is like my favorite part of the series mm-hmm. when they first start getting together and i still love that moment where she pops up from the sheets and mm-hmm. she's like you think he knew i was here mm-hmm. um but yeah because it got such a audience loved it they were like i guess we'll just write them you know i thought it was always kind of planned because there's moments if you watch in the earlier seasons yeah where something very special continues to happen randomly between monica and yeah. chandler like there's an episode where um it's like why couldn't i be your boyfriend or i'm not yeah boyfriend yeah, yeah yeah or there's another episode where she's really sad about something and he comes into the apartment and she just gets out of the shower and they have like yes. a really sweet moment where it's like, hey, you know, by the time we're this age, if we're not married, like, I'll marry you. But that, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Or I get it. I mean, that's just one of those things. I guess it just ended up working out. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, I it's always crazy. thought it was planned. So did I. Yeah. I thought this is the, the route we're going to go with these two. But yeah, notice how um, they didn't mention anything about that very weird time in the series where Rachel and Joey dated. But you know what's funny? There is a, um, there's a moment where, Oh, I know where Jennifer Aniston makes a co- a comment about like, like th- that can't like she says everything seems so much smaller to me, but that can't be possible because we're all the same size. And Matt like makes the joke like speak for yourself, yeah. like because he's obviously not the same size that oh, Joey he was. looks great though. I I'm obsessed with him in this in this uh, reunion because he really is Joey. Like I know we say each one of them is their character, but he is Joey, and it's so funny. Yeah. Um, but he. 
he makes that comment and you see that spark in them, like the way they make each other laugh. But the mm-hmm. whole point, the the they didn't say it in the reunion, but the the writers have made this comment before is they needed to go down that lane in order for the the audience to finally be like, This is wrong. Rachel does need to be with Ross. See, okay, I disagree in that sense. I felt like at that point they were maybe running out of ideas, but uh, but it, only because it was supposed to feel wrong. Only be, I don't know because only because if like that's what you want the audience to be like. Rachel's supposed to be Ross. Literally, everyone and their toxic asses in the '90s was just like as soon as they broke up, they wanted them back together. So like, yeah. I don't think that's like maybe I could be wrong. I don't have the Nielsen data on this, but <laughs> I don't feel that the audience suddenly decided midway through the series, like you know what, I'm kind of over Rachel and Ross getting together because they used to do all, all these episodes and a couple little things would happen here and there where like mm-hmm. you'd be, you'd see that like chemistry between them. So I just don't think it was necessary to try and like fit her with somebody else mm-hmm. uh you know and i don't know i don't know they, I think they, that's why. They, they basically ignore it which i think is yeah. funny um the, yeah, yeah I, I remember in an interview they'd, they'd commented on it previously for them it was like we just didn't feel like it had to be like okay well this didn't work so they have to we have to beeline for them to be right together there has to be a moment where both of them are kind of like something's about to like kind of what's the word like flip it on its access to get them back there so mm-hmm. to speak so th- i i didn't love it it was the, one of the more awkward things to me in the series um although i do love when joey does fall in love with rachel like those episodes uh where he like has the conversation in his head like hey it's your friend rachel and he's mm-hmm. like talking to the serial and he's like as your friend tony here would say you're great like i do love some of those episodes where he like is crushing on her um but yeah, I didn't, I didn't love the couple. But there was also, um, I was going to mention something along the lines of, of Joey and Rachel. Oh, 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 oh. When Ross and Rachel do finally get back together, they showed the clip of... Oh, yeah. They said cut. And then yeah. Ross and Rachel just hope... Well, Jennifer and David Schwimmer just hold each other. It's very cute. Especially having the previous knowledge of them being smitten with each other. Yeah, Even yep. this was like years later and she was married to Brad Pitt and like yeah. ooh, yeah don't. it is funny to think that she had a crush on him when she was married to arguably one of the biggest hottest no, icons no, this was before she was married to him though she was she dating was him oh that's true uh yeah well it's funny also can i just i do just want to say like brad pitt's episode on friends is actually very funny and he's very funny in it it's um, one of my favorites It's just very cute, too, because you know that they were dating at the time or married. I forget Mm -hmm. when this episode aired. Uh, But, yeah, it was it was interesting. It is one of my favorite episodes where Phoebe's like like infatuation with him. That whole episode. It's so subtle, but it's so, so funny where she's like, she's like, oh, come on, just take off your shirt and tell us. Like, yeah. (laughs) She has like this little infatuation with him, but the yeah. I hate Rachel Club. Yeah, uh, I hate Rachel Green Club. But I don't know. So it's funny because Brad Pitt. I, I've seen Brad Pitt do like he. I've seen him do like Tarantino movies, and he's mm-hmm. got like kind of a dark humor about him there. Mm-hmm. But here he was just like in. He was just like it's almost like a level of, and the, this was in the reunion as well. A level of like Ben Stiller intense funny. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, for, I forgot about Ben Stiller. <laughs> the, I love the clip they showed of him uh, wrapping up his scene where he's yelling at the duck and the mm-hmm. chick. 
and like you just see the cast like cracking up because like yeah damn, like ben stiller i mean i heard he's like i don't know if, i don't know if i'm wrong about this but i heard he's like actually kind of a dick in real life but yeah like, when he does that like his like intense like you've you know the mm-hmm. the it's like average joe's gym fuck average joe's that type <laughs> of like yep. intense like mm-hmm. crazy fucking character is just so funny like i don't know he was a great guest star to have i agree too I agree. I do. What do you think of the fashion show? Uh, I love Cara Delevingne and I love that she is also a big Friends fan. So I mm-hmm. thought that was cute to have mm-hmm. her come out and model. I really didn't care about Justin Bieber doing it. Um, I mean, I, again, thought it was cute that he also enjoys the show and wanted mm-hmm. to dress up like the holiday armadillo. Or no, that was Cara. No, he was Sputnik. Uh, Oh, he was Spudnik, yeah. Um, but I'm just like, we could have just had Kara do this whole show and not yep. include Justin Bieber at all. Yep. But again, like gay, just talking here. So I I agree. I thought it was I thought it was cute because I originally when they showed the whole list of who was going to be participating, we were kind of like, how the fuck is this going to be executed? But I yeah. am pleasantly surprised with how it was executed. I I will Same. say that like Cindy Crawford. Also, like we didn't say this, but um. I love that BTS was one of the first opening scenes because basically their BTS like has said this multiple times, like the basically the one who can speak quote unquote English the best. uh, He says that the reason why is because of friends because his mom bought him the DVDs, him and I think one other person. And that's how they learned English. I have also heard. So this is a famous story from a couple years back. Uh, the Mets had a player named Wilmer Flores, who is, mm-hmm. you can look him up if you're not a Mets fan. He is a folk hero of the Mets in 2015, instrumental in their World Series run that year. But in an interview, he said that he also learned English when he came to the States by watching Friends. And then for after that, that was his walk-up music when he went up to bat. So Aww. the Friends song would start to play. And it was so great because in the whole stadium at City Field would do, do the, the clap. clap. And everyone loved it. And then, of course, um, what followed was a great Seth Meyers joke on Late Night with Seth Meyers, where he was like, Wilmer Flores has changed his walk-up music to the Friends theme after, you know, telling his fans that that was how he learned to speak English. Because if there's anything Mets fans can understand is when it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, this is all so perfect. I love it so much. Anyway, and then we traded or he, we let him go eventually after a couple of years. But Traders. I, I know God, that's I, funny. I, old, old ownership. But um, yeah, that's I love that. I love that. That's a thing, you know? Yeah. Overall, I, they also made a comment towards the end that made me very emotional was Jen Aniston was like or Courtney Cox, I believe, was like, well, there's two things that was said at the end. One, that when they see each other at a party, it's a wrap. Like they, they will always just sit with each other for the rest of the night and just be with each other, which I think is so pure. And then the second thing Courtney Cox said was, you know, we're not coming back in 17 years to do. I mean, we'll see. I know, I know, but like they made a good point of like, this reunion is so unique in the sense of, you know, we're not going to do a movie. There's not going to be a show, which we've known for a very long time, like Martha Kaufman and, and Dana yes. Crane have been very, very abundant about that, Which like abundantly I, clear. I like that. Yeah, I like that too. Like, again, I said on the last podcast, um, I don't like that Will and Grace came back. It kind yep. of like, I, it's my own fault for trying to watch it. But, um, you know, it just 
it's weird. And like, and Lisa Kudrow said, like, she liked that everybody had a happy ending. Yes. And, you know, to go back and like reboot it, even just for one episode, it's like, well, you'd have to unravel Unravel. some things to not necessarily destroy their lives. But I get what she's saying. It's just like, because what we just want to check in and see what they're doing. You know, I liked that better that they just asked them, you know, like, where do you think your character is? Yeah, same. Um, And I love that Joey opened a sandwich shop in Venice. (laughs) Um, Do you think for them, though, like, I I agree, like, the the premise of like, we don't we don't want to unravel it. But I don't know another show that did end so perfectly for the audience that watched it. Like, I, I feel like shows, a lot of shows that we grew up with missed the mark. Like, Will and Grace, to some degree, did not end it in a perfect bow. I'm trying to remember how Will and Grace ended. I just watched the whole series. Oh, no, I liked the way Will and Grace ended. And that's what annoyed me about the reboot. Because it ends where... Oh, like, a little bit of, like, a cliffhanger. No, it ends where, like, Grace's daughter and... Uh, Will's son meet in college, kind of like how they met all those years ago. Oh, it was very cute, and and Will was with Vince, and like yeah, that's yeah, how they yeah. ended it. And I thought that was very sweet and touching, considering yeah. like the whole saga of these characters. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know point. that that funny thing where Karen just doesn't age is just really funny. <laughs> but uh, and then they started. I don't know if you know this, but they opened the new series with like. Karen like basically having like a drugged out dream and she's yeah. like aren't you married and blah 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 and then like yeah. uh Dave uh what's his name Sean Hayes does like this little wink to the camera being like nope still single still living together no kids got yeah. it and then like winks and I'm like ew like why did you do that yeah like, why'd you ruin it like I would have rather if you really wanted really wanted these characters back like you could have picked up and been like, okay, now it's about their kids. But again, like, you know, that doesn't always work either. See also girl meets world. What the fuck? So (laughs) I was, so I was going to say, I feel like there are so many beloved shows that don't actually get the ending. Right. Right. Like I know so many people, right. That would just lose their shit because, or have lost their shit because it fucking ended so poorly, especially at that time. Like Gilmore Girls is a really good example. It's it. There's a re- big reason for why Gilmore Girls didn't end the way it was supposed to end, but that's more behind the scenes stuff. But like that's a, a show very very near, like a, a one of those um comfort shows. Again, it's like yeah. a, you throw it on in the background and you could just let it play. Like I would argue, New Girl is also one of those shows that's that's pretty pretty that's pretty new. But even people had a I don't know that I really loved the way that ended either. So it's like these shows I feel like often misses the target on the ending. But yes. Friends got it right all the whole way. I feel like Friends got it right. I feel like. Will and Grace got it right the first time. I feel like, honestly, a lot of people didn't like the Seinfeld finale, but I feel like they got it right too. Um, I was going to say that's one of the ones I've heard is shit. But it, I know it's supposed to happen because it would happen to them. Right. I get that. That's but- the point. I get it. Okay, so Seinfeld, maybe I'm alone on that. But uh, before we wrap up, because we have to wrap up soon, but I want to say the shows that came after Friends, um, mm-hmm. the first two that come to my mind that have a similar theme are Happy Endings and How I Met Your Mother. Yes. So the first thing I want to say is happy endings should have ran for as long as friends ran because happy endings to me, and we can do a separate episode on happy endings because I would love to, um, uh, but happy endings to me was they took the friends formula and they perfected it. Yeah. And that is a great show. They also modernized it. And they modern. Right. Yep. Um, and it's just fun and funny and nothing is like 
biting or mean in any yep. way. Um, yep. You know, uh, and I feel like sometimes it even pokes at the fact that they know they ripped off friends, but yep. they're doing yep. it different. Yep. Um, and then there's How I Met Your Mother. And I've watched that show. That's another one that a lot of people were pissed with the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with that show because yep. I love uh, Colby Smulders because gay crush. But then <laughs> uh, truly that's why I watched the show for so many seasons that I did because I'm like, I think she's amazing and funny and beautiful. Um, but like, I hated the, like, How I Met Your Mother came out. When did, do you know when that show premiered? It, uh, I actually, oh my God, I just fucking looked this up recently too. Uh, I feel like it was like 2008 or 2007. Okay. So around three to four years after Friends ended. Now true, we were, we're not where we are today with like content and like, um, I'm sorry, know. 2005. So it was oh, like right after, it was a year right after. after. Yeah. Okay. So Friends is off the air for a year. This is arguably the next show that comes after. I don't know when Happy Endings originally aired, but that was far more recent, I feel. Yeah, it was a lot later, I believe. Okay, so- Maybe they had perfected this formula by the time they get to happy endings. I don't know. But uh, How I Met Your Mother kind of picked up where Friends left off, but in all the worst ways. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it took all, like, the parts of Friends that you were like, it's a little cringe, and just turned it into an entire show. And then ran for, like, eight or nine seasons. Yeah. That Um, one was, Happy Endings was 2011. So you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So... That's just my takes on some of those shows that come after. Uh, but it's just curious to see where we went after that as far as, yep. like, the, the friendship group dynamic comedy. Yeah, the time in your life where your friends are your family. Yes. Right. Agreed. I I completely agree with that sentiment. I will say, though, um, I'm personally really happy that I will not have to worry about a reunion or a movie or anything like that. Because I think for both of us, again, those comfort shows, Friends for me is... Uh, I can I can remember where I was every Thursday night when that new episode came out. Yeah, and okay. so I think for that, uh, I don't want the I don't want the movie. I think this reunion was perfect as it was. It was everything I needed, and yeah, yeah. I'm I'm fucking here for it. Hell yeah! All right. Well, this was fun. I'm so happy we were able to talk about it. But uh, we'll do it again next week. Hell yeah! Great. Okay. Well, I'm Anna. I'm Cola. And we are two broads from Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening.